Hallelujah. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, you are the God of all power. You are able to change, to transform, and to restore order in our families in the name of Jesus. This morning, oh God, as we stand here and mourn and celebrate the life of this woman of faith, oh God, we pray for her family in the name of Jesus. We pray for comfort that comes from above, oh God, to the mother, to the sisters, to the brothers, to the faithfuls all over the world that she was a blessing to. That Lord God of glory, our hearts will be comforted by the fact that we shall see each other in Hallelujah Square, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that whatever has happened to her, Jehovah God, will not recur in any of our families this morning. Because, Lord of God of glory, you are returning the order that was intended to be. That, Lord, you created us to have dominion over the birds of the air, over the fish of the sea, and over every creeping thing. But you do not give us power to dominate our husbands or our spouses or our children. And therefore, this morning, God of power, we pray that you restore that order in our families in the name of Jesus. That there may be peace, that there may be love, that there may be harmony in our families. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. As it comes forth, I pray that it will teach us, it will correct us, it will encourage us, and it will strengthen us, O oh God, to be able to become better Christians for the praise and for the glory of your name. We thank you and we bless you, for this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. Thank you very much. We are not honoring her because she's a woman, but we are honoring her because she's a hero of faith. I, I, I'm just looking at those videos and I'm just wondering, how was she managing to do that? But it's all by the grace of God. Amen? And for those of us who are here on Thursday, in this one I'm joining Habakkuk. You know the way we are taught, he's asking questions, he's fighting and he's wrestling with God. And I'm asking God, why? How? She's a faithful woman, she loves you, and the others on the streets, not that they deserve to die, but why God? Why this one? And I'm hoping that by the end of Habakkuk, I'll have answers for those questions. Amen? Um, good morning, church. It's good to see all of us in church this morning. Receive greetings from Pastor Francis, all the way from Tesoland. He sent his love and his greetings. He misses you until it hurts and hopes to see you soon. Amen. Mepokea salamu. Oh, sawa. Ongeni kwa sauti. Aone hapo kwa nini. So this morning we are, we are looking at a story in the book of First Samuel, chapter number 7. We'll start from verse 1. And probably we'll read the whole chapter. And uh, the title of my message, he had to see title, ni sentence, I'm a paragraph. <laughs> the title of my message is, This far, the Lord has helped us, so we trust him. See on a paragraph. This far, the Lord has helped us, so we trust him. And we read the book of First Samuel. Chapter number 7, I'll start from verse 1. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And this is what the Bible says. The men of Kirjath 
Jerim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjath Jearim a long time. It was there 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Verse 3, Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord, and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hands of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water and poured it out before the Lord, and they fasted that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Verse number 8. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hands of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, I want us to mark verse number 10. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offerings, the Philistines drew near the battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a loud, loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them that they were overcome before Israel. And the men of Israel went out to Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far as below Beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shem and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and they did not come anymore into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, he went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. I know there are so many of us here this morning that can agree with that statement in verse number... 12. 
the last part, thus far the Lord has helped us. That it has not been our wisdom, it has not been our money, it has not been our energy, it has not been our strength, but it has been the Lord who has helped us. The story of the Israelites is quite interesting because they were on and off with God, on and off with God. And if you read the book of First Samuel from chapter number one, you realize that at this point they had erred against God and the Philistines had turned against them and they had beaten them, they had subdued them, they had overcome them, and they had carried away the ark of God, which symbolized the presence of God, because they had thought that if they carried the ark of God to their camp, that now they would be able to rule the children of Israel. But they realized it does not work like that, because God caused, caused plagues and catastrophe in their camp, until they had to send back the Ark of the Covenant to God. But not, that's not the story I want us to look at this morning. I want us, as we acknowledge that this far it is the Lord who has helped us, I want us to see how does God help us to come to where we are. And as we see how he has helped us all along the way, then we will be able to trust him to take us where he intends us to go. So today we are not going to look at the stories of the children of Israel. We are going to look at various aspects in the scripture that helps us to see how God has helped us to come this far. But before we go there, I want us to read Romans chapter number 15 and verse 4. Romans chapter number 15 and verse 4. And this is what the Bible says. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of scriptures might have hope. So as we look at the scripture and see how God fought for his people, how God provided for his people, how God healed his people and encouraged them, then we will be able to trust in him that wherever we are going, he will be able to take us there. You and I know that um, it has not been by power. It has not been by might for you to be where you are. It's not because of the family name that you come from. It is not because of the things that you have, but it has all been by the grace of God. So the number one way that God helps us to, has helped us to get here is miraculously. God has done things in our lives, and you know, miracles are things that you cannot explain. You know it has happened, but you cannot explain it. You know you woke up this morning, but can you explain how you woke up? Sometimes we look at miracles as, um, as big things, as feeding the 5,000, as healing the sick, the crippled, the blind, but we fail to see the small million miracles that we receive on a daily basis. Because how do you explain rising up from bed, being able to walk, being able to see, being able to feed, being able to go to the toilet and remove that which is not supposed to be in your body. All those are miracles that God performed to us on a daily basis, and that is what has helped us 
to be where we are. And the scripture is full of instances where God miraculously helped his people. And one of them is in the story that we have read. The children of Israel are gathered to turn back to God. They have surrendered their idols and the gods that they used to worship. And then the Philistines thought that they have gathered to fight against them. So they decide to attack them. But see what God does in verse 10. I love my God because he works in ways that no man can explain. He works in ways that no man can, can understand. The Bible says that he thundered from heaven. And that thunder, whatever it was, whether it was a sound, whether it was a light, whatever it was, it caused confusion in the camp of the Philistines. And I don't know whether they started fighting each other, but the Bible records that that confusion caused the children of Israel to win against the Israelites. Wasn't that a miracle? And God has helped us in many ways by just speaking a word to us. Sometimes it is not a thunder. Sometimes it's a still small voice. Do not enter that matatu. Do not overtake that car. And ukifika hapo mbele unapata hiyo matatu either imesimamishwa na polisi ama hiyo subaro imegongana na ingine. You know, there are still small voices that God speaks to us that helps us to overcome danger in our lives. There's another story in the book of Joshua, chapter number 10. Joshua chapter number 10 and verse 11. Another story that of how God helped the children of Israel to overcome their enemies. And this is what the Bible says. But unless you read the whole story, then you will be able to understand what happens. Joshua chapter number 10, verse number 11. The Bible says, And it happened as they fled before Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon that the Lord cast down large hailstones from heaven on them as far as Azekah, and they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than the children of Israel killed with the sword. Again, here we find the children of Israel in battle. And they were almost being defeated. But who is God? He cannot allow his children to be defeated. He caused hailstones to fall from heaven. And it fell on these people that were fighting with the children of Israel. And the Bible says that most of the people who died on that war died from the hailstone. They were killed by the master more than what the children of Israel could be able to kill. And aren't there times that it has rained in our lives? That you woke up one morning and you did not know what to do. But in that moment, a phone call came. Or someone just talked to you. And you got the energy to rise again. So this far, the Lord has helped us miraculously. Whether it is fighting for our battles. Whether it is providing for our needs. The other Sunday, we were looking at the story in the book of Second Kings chapter number 7. From verse 1 to 9. And we see how God miraculously again provided for the children of Israel. Here they were buying, they were buying those things very expensively. And the man of God comes and says, this time tomorrow. Let's read that in the book of Second Kings. This one would be first. 
Second Kings chapter number seven. The Bible says, he, Elisha replied, Hear ye the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. But what happens so that it gets there? The Bible says in verse number three, Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They say to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. If we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Armenians and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, we die. I like that conversation. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. And that's how the Arameans fled from their camp, leaving food and everything else that the children of Israel came and took over. God provided for his children miraculously. And God has provided for us miraculously. To get to where we are, there are instances that we have seen God providing for us with our own eyes. And the children of Israel is not an exemption. When they were in the wilderness and they complained that they have eaten vegetables for too long, the Lord said, I will provide for you meat and bread. That story, you can find it in the book of Exodus chapter number 16. And in the evening, they found meat, quail. And in the morning, when the dew left, they found bread on the ground. And that is how God provided for them miraculously. In the book of Luke chapter number 10, chapter number 9, verse 10 to 17, we read the story of feeding the 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and five pieces of fish. And God fed those children until there were leftovers. And I know you and I know that there are times God has provided for our need miraculously. That we didn't have that money for our children to go back to school. But just before the term opened, God came through for us. That we didn't have food to eat. But just before the day was over, something happens and we were able to get food to eat. So we are here to say that this far the Lord has brought us miraculously. Because some things we cannot really explain how they happened to us, but they happened anyhow. We have been healed of sicknesses and diseases that were in our bodies, and some of them we didn't even know they were there until we were healed of them. Because God is a miracle worker. And what we are saying this morning 
is that the Lord who has brought us to this farm miraculously, we can trust him to take us to our destiny. That that mountain that is before you that you are wondering, how is it going to get out of my way? That need that is there and you are doing your calculations according to your salary, according to your savings, according to the money that is in the bank account and it's not adding up. I'm here to tell you that there is a God who works in a miraculous way and is able to get you through that situation. Sometimes we expect him to put money in our bank accounts. Sometimes we expect him to bring food on our table. But sometimes he pays that school fees because it is money for school fees that you wanted. And then you go back to school and you're asking for the balance and you find the money has been paid because God is a miracle worker. We are looking for healing. And so we are looking for doctors. We request for referrals from one hospital to another only to realize that as we go for that test, the sickness has already gone because God does not need any man to work in our lives. He's God all by himself and he can do things by himself without any permission from any man. So you go to do that test and you realize, Allah, kumbe, even the sickness is gone. Because God is a miracle worker. We can mention examples and examples in the Bible. But we are here to say that the God who has brought us to this point miraculously, he's able to get us to our destiny by his miracles and his ways in the name of Jesus. Because how do you explain you being alive this morning? How do you explain your family being intact? How do you explain your children not being in the streets? How do you explain the job that you have? How do you explain everything that has happened in your life? Isn't it a miracle from God? And the God who has done it for us this far, he's able to do it tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and forever and ever. Because he's God, all-knowing, all-ever-living. So one way that God has helped us to get where we are is that he has done it miraculously. The second way that God has helped us to be where we are today is by showing us compassion daily. That his mercies are new to us each and every morning. And what does his mercies do? His mercies erases our issues for yesterday and the day before yesterday and the past and gives us a new slate and a new day and a new opportunity to live a better life. The Bible says in the book of Lamentations, chapter number 3, Lamentation chapter number 3, verse 22. It's a very interesting verse that comes in the midst of Lamentations. Lamentations, complain, kuteta, kulia, but it's an interesting verse that comes in between there. And the Bible says, because of the Lord's great love, I'm reading from the NIV version, we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. And I ask myself this morning, how could I have gotten to where I am were it not for the mercies of God? How could I rise to see the morning of today were it not for the mercies of God? How could I have anything that I have right now were it not for the mercies of God? If God was to treat me according to what I deserve, 
If God was to treat any one of us here this morning according to what we deserve, who could stand before this great God? Who could stand before this holy God? And so this morning we are saying, we are here this morning because God daily loads us with his compassion, with his unfailing love, and with his faithfulness. David says in the book of Psalms 103, Psalms 103, as he acknowledges the masses of God. Psalms 103. I read from verse 8 to verse number 10. And this is what the Bible says. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Imagine if God was to do that. If he was to treat us as our sins deserve. Hey, if he was to repay us according to our iniquities, who would be here where we are today? I can tell you that none of us would be here. Because like we always tell ourselves, Aki wiki, hey wiki, I will be holy. Eh? I will not lie, I will not sin. I will not do anything wrong against the Lord. But at a Wednesday, I fikangi. Ushafanya kikitu mpaka wewe mwenyeo unaona enyewe ini dhambi. But you are still here. And God has still held you together. Because of his mercies, and because of his compassion, and because of his great love. And so we are not here to give you permission to continue sinning and doing the wrong thing. But we are here to acknowledge that we have come this far, not because we deserve to be here, but because God has been compassionate, God has been gracious, and God has been loving and kind to us. Psalms, number 70, sorry, Psalms chapter number 78 and verse number 36. Listen to what the Bible says. Psalm 78, verse number 36 to 38. This is what the Bible says. But then they would flatter with their mouths, lying to him with their tongues. These are the children of Israel. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he was merciful. He forgave their iniquities and did not destroy them. Time after time, he restrained his anger and did not stir up his full wrath. Isn't that you and me? Time after time we lie. Time after time we become unfaithful. Time after time we run away from God because we feel he has not come through in the right time. So you had a plan B and you decided to go with the plan B. Time after time we have not represented him well. Time after time we have not been loyal to whom we say we are. But listen to what God does. He is merciful. He forgives our iniquities. And he does not destroy us. And that is why and that is how we have been able to come this far. Because God has been merciful. That despite how many times we have run away from him, 
Despite the many times we have been unfaithful, we have been faithless. We have doubted whether he say, what he said will come to pass. He has remained merciful and has not treated us according to what we deserve. And he has forgiven our iniquities. And that is how we have been able to come this far. Psalms 145 verse 9. As we look at the masses and the compassion of God. Psalms 145 verse 9. As we acknowledge that this far, it is because of the compassion and the grace of God and the masses of God that we are here. Psalms 145 verse 9, this is what the Bible says. <clears throat> the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. You and I are candidates of the compassion of God. He does not pick and say, Maleo, compassion is a Pastor John. Is Queen is a Pastor Leah. No. The Bible says that the Lord is good to all. And he has compassion on all that he has made. So there is no one who can beat their chest and say, Mimi, that's why I have been able to come to this far. That's why I have gotten that job. That's why my family is still intact. You know I'm a family person. Eh? There is no one. It's because of the compassion and the masses of God. Listen to Romans chapter 9 verse 15 to 16. It is God who chooses us. And I love this God because like I'm saying with Habakkuk, we are together and we are asking God, why is so and so still alive? And why is so and so in the grave? But listen to what the Bible says. For he says to Moses, Romans chapter 9 verse 15 to 16, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So it does not depend on us for the compassions of God to come our way. It is not us who choose God to be compassionate on us. It is him who chooses. So it is not dependent on anything that we do or we don't do. It is dependent on him, his compassion and his mercy. And I ask again, where could we be were it not for the mercies of God? Where could we be were it not for the compassions of God? And the mercies that has come has brought us this far. Azijaisha, Baduakonazo, because he's an everlasting God, and whatever he has, the Bible says he's not limited. He has no limitations. So his compassion and his mercies, the Bible says, they never fail, and they will never fail. So now that we are here, Zimeisha Akuna Zakesho, I'm so glad that his mercies will never fail, and it will take us to our destiny in the name of Jesus. The third thing as I come to a conclusion on how we can say that the Lord has brought us to this far is that he renews our strength. Yes, there are times that you are feeling like, hey, mimi paeli nimefika, I don't think I have the energy to move on. But God comes through and renews our strength. And as I was reading Isaiah chapter 40 verse number 28, I was getting excited because I was seeing myself in there. Isaiah chapter number 40, verse 28. 
And this is what the Bible says. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. So as we depend on this God to renew our strength, one thing you need to know is that he himself, he does not get tired and he does not get weary. So there is no one day itafika aseme, ay, mimi leo sina strength ya kurinuia neno, wacha adil, apambane na hali yake, no. The Bible says he does not grow weary, neither does he get tired. His understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So in the moments that you are feeling weak and weary and tired, the Bible says that at that point, he gives you strength. Because he does not give strength to those who already have strength. The Bible says that he gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. So every time you are feeling, hey, I got this, God is not there. But every time you are feeling like, okay, now what do I do here? The Bible says that he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I know there are moments that you have felt weary because I have. There are moments that we have felt powerless. There are moments that we almost fainted if God had not come through for us because of the issues that we are facing in our families, because of the issues that we are facing in our personal lives, because of the issues that we are facing in our nation. But the Bible says that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagle. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So we are here this morning and we can say together with Samuel that this far the Lord has helped us because in our moments of weaknesses, he renewed our strength. In our moments of powerlessness, he increased his power in us. And in our moments of weariness, he gave us the strength to keep going. And if he has brought us this far, and we have learned that he does not grow tired, and we have learned that he does not get weary, then we can trust in him, that even if tomorrow we feel like fainting, we can lift up our eyes to him and ask for strength, and ask for power, and he will come through for us in the name of Jesus. Psalms 103 verse 5. Listen to what David says. Psalms 103 verse 5. Our God is a good, good God. Let's read from verse 1. The Bible says, Praise the Lord my soul and all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. 
who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He renews our strength and he causes us to run another mile. He causes us to walk another kilometer and he allows us to live yet another day despite our weariness and our lack of power because he has told us that he will renew our strength. Therefore, as we acknowledge that this far the Lord has helped us by renewing our strength in the moments of weaknesses, we can trust him that he will take us to our future, that he will take us to our destiny because he does not get weary and he does not get tired. And we have agreed that he has no limitations, so his power can never go to an end and his strength can never be diminished. And finally, the Lord has helped us to get to where we are by allowing his grace to be sufficient in our lives. It is because of the grace of God and that sufficient grace that we are able to come to where we are. Jesus tells Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 9. And, and we, had a, we had a whole weekend of talking about the grace of God. And we learned that we do not need to do anything for the grace of God to work in our lives because God has already set his grace to work in our lives. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 9. And this is what the Bible says. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That his grace is sufficient. And I was listening to another preacher that was talking about the sufficient of the grace of God. And his analogy was quite interesting. And he was saying, it is like you have found yourself in a situation. Let's say you are in a cage. And there is danger in that cage. Maybe there is a lion that is going to eat you up. And you have two choices. That someone opens the door of that cage and you escape. Or someone who can fight the lion comes in and stays with you in that cage. And sometimes that is how the grace of God works in our lives. The sufficient grace. That God does not remove us from the trouble. God does not remove the pain from us like he did in this case. That God does not separate us from the things that we want him to separate us from. But God comes into that situation and Jesus sits with you there and he's encouraging you, my brother, you can do it. My sister, we can go through this. Because he knows at the end of it all, if you go through that situation together with him, your faith will be strengthened. And even you as a person, there is something that you will gain from that situation. So that is how God's grace, sufficient grace works. That we have been through situations and circumstances so hard that we look back and we do not know how we made it. But I'm here to submit to you that you made it because his grace was sufficient. And because he was there with you in that situation. Because he says... 
He will never leave us nor forsake us. So sometimes we pray that God removes all these things that we are going through. But he's telling us, I'm here with you, my brother. We're going to sit here until we get through this situation. We're going to stay here until this family gets together. We are going to sit here until this child comes home. And God is there with us. And his grace allows us not to faint. His grace allows us not to go crazy. His grace allows us to remain intact. As I was preparing for this message, I was thinking about us as parents. Especially if you have more than one. Okay, let me say us as parents. How have we managed to still be here and have our children still alive? Because sometimes you feel like utakashika hivi, utingize, ukarushenje. It is all by the grace of God. So we have come this far. Not because we have been to that class that teaches us 15 lessons on how to bring up a child. Because you learn them and you realize they don't apply to Miles Monroe. You learn them and you realize, Haya, we wangu, I think, ni tofauti. But we are still here and our children are still alive. How do you explain that if it is not the grace of God? And you have not shipped them to the grandmothers for a whole year because sometimes you feel like, shall go for one whole year and you don't want to see any of them. As an employee, you are in that office and you're wondering, this boss, where did he or she come from? Or this colleague, because he's, he's like a thorn in your flesh. And he keeps pricking and pricking. And you're still there. Two years, three years, one and a half years. How do you explain that if it is not the grace of God that has been sufficient in your life? And 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, we were told that I am who I am by the grace of God. And may I add, I am where I am by the grace of God. Because I cannot explain, I cannot understand how I have managed to come to this place were it not for his grace that was sufficient. So as we say together with Samuel and the children of Israel that he has been Ebenezer, this far he has brought us, we can attribute that to his miraculous working in our lives. We can attribute that to his compassion that he loads to us on a daily basis. We can attribute to that to him renewing our strength every time that we feel weak and weary. And we can attribute that to his grace that has been sufficient in our lives. And when we look at those four things, we are able to say that his mercies has Jaisha. He has not stopped working miracles. He has not stopped being compassionate. And he has not stopped being strong. He has not started getting weary and tired. So if he did it yesterday, he can do it today and he can do it tomorrow. So we can face our tomorrow with confidence. We can face our tomorrow without fear. We can face our tomorrow with hope. We can face our tomorrow trusting in him who has brought us this far. He's able to take us to the very end because he's a faithful God. He's a gracious God and he's a merciful God. And are you here this morning and you're feeling like, okay, God, 
I just want to give up. Mimi pahali nimefika, I don't think I can face tomorrow. I'm here to encourage you that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's seated on the throne of grace and mercy. And he's still minding your business and my business. And his business is to strengthen you. His business is to ensure that his grace is sufficient upon your life to be able to face that situation that you're facing this morning. And so even as we come to a conclusion, I want to let you know that he who has brought us this far, Ebenezer, He's faithful and he's able to take us to our destiny. Shall we rise up for a word of prayer? Even as you open up your mouth and tell God, you who has brought me this far, I trust in you. I hope in you that you will take me to my destiny. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and we give you glory this morning. Oh, we thank you that you have been good. We thank you that you have been gracious. We thank you that you have performed your miracles in our lives. And Lord, we are standing here this morning because you have made a way for us. Yes, Lord, you have caused us to be here today because you are a miracle-working God. You have performed numerous miracles in our lives, and that is why we are here this morning. You have been compassionate on each and every one of us, oh God. Your mercies are new to us each and every morning. Your faithfulness never fails, oh God. We thank you that when we were weak and weary, you renewed our strength, oh God, and you caused us to rise on wings like eagle because you are a faithful father. We thank you that your grace has been sufficient, oh Lord God of heaven. In situations that we didn't know how to get out of them, you brought us out by your grace. And so this morning we are grateful as we say, this far you have brought us, oh God. We trust in you and we wait on you, heavenly father to take us to our destiny because you are able. Bless each and every one of us this morning, oh God. Strengthen us, dear God, I pray. And help us to know and to realize that you are mindful of our business and your purpose is to give us a future and a hope. And there is nothing and there is no one that is going to stop in your way of taking us to our destiny. We bless you and we honor you this morning. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Celebrate Jesus. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can have your seats.
and share the words of grace. Oh, sorry, guy, Madani. Thank you very much. Nyenye ni wale mnaditamini ingi mkiwa nyumbani. Eh, kwamba mkikuja kanisani mtatoa. You don't need preaching, you don't need. Oh, it's time to give. Karibu. Thank you, Jesus. Our offering baskets are here. If you are paying via PayPal, that's our PayPal. And uh, you are already blessed. You will not be blessed because you have given today. You are already blessed. And it's a wonderful thing that people can remind you in church offering. I'm very excited. <laughs> God bless you. Nyinyo wengine ni digital. Wow. I love this church. Sasa Pastor John unajua hapo wanatupunguzia nini ya security. Zinaenda straight kwa bank. 
We don't have to hire G4S to come and carry. Mwendelea hivyo hivyo. Thank you Lord for the giving of your people. You have given us so much and so we just brought a part of that which you have blessed us with. And because we have obeyed you and given part of it, I pray that in blessing you will bless us. In increasing you will increase us and cause us to excel and to triumph in everything that we do. We receive it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Now shall we share the words of grace? Naona wageni tutapeleka nuru by force. Na kele amepotea sana pia so tutampeleka huko by force kwa wageni, si ndio? Now get a neighbor and let's share the words of grace and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Bless.